guys. Welcome to X and Y Podcast. This is Paul. And Katie. <laughs> um, this is our 12th episode, so if you haven't listened to our other episodes, give them a try. They're pretty funny, in my honest and humble opinion. But, but like, we are the type of people that laugh at our own jokes, so like... Hey, if you can't laugh at your own joke, it's not funny. True, 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 true. True. Yeah, <laughs> so go listen to our other 11 episodes. It'll keep you busy for 11 hours. If you are bored for 11 hours, so... There you go. Yeah. Um, We are in full swing of the holiday season. Yeah. Check out our last episode where we talked about stress. It's pretty stressful, but... <laughs> We also it, talked it about other things, yeah. Um, and today we're talking about traveling. So if you're going on vacation, this is your time. But like, maybe don't listen to it like on the plane in case like we stress you out or something with like our travel travel stories. You go like, oh shoot, I didn't think of that, and now I'm on an airplane already. Yeah, so maybe listen to it before. But yeah, I'm really excited about this topic. I love traveling, and like, I want to spend my life just traveling. So, which is not realistic, but like I want to, so I'm really excited to talk about I, it. I, I chose a career path that will, I'm cho- hopefully choosing <laughs> a career path that will allow me to do that, but we'll see. My dream career path would be to just like be a travel writer, but I don't feel like that's super realistic. Mm. So, it's fine. It's Especially life. if Eric wants to be a doctor, you can't like just travel I and know. then he'll be a doctor. I know. He likes to travel though. Open people's heads, right? Doesn't he want to go to neurosurgeon no. or something? I don't know. He's I don't even know what he's doing. Anyway, but anyway, I digress. Okay, ups and downs. Let's do it. Um. Okay. So my up is that I just got a food processor. Woo! I got it. I had to order it on Black Friday because they ran out of it in the store. But I just oh. I got it. Did you get a good deal? Yes. It was five dollars. Wait. For a food processor. It was wonderful. Excuse me? Yes. Where? At Kohl's. Is it a good one? Yes. Is it a small one? It is, yes. It's okay, so that's small. Okay, but $5, I mean, even hey, if it's bad, who cares? How, like, and like, how, honestly, realistically, how often am I going to use it? So it's good that I only spent $5 on it. But cool. I got a food processor and now I can make hummus and all those things grind coffee yeah my boyfriend and i made veggie burger patties with a food processor it was really cool it was very cool so i got a food processor yay adulting yes i love like that point (laughs) in life where you get excited about appliances like last year i really wanted a waffle maker for my apartment i didn't end up getting it but it's fine because i moved home and we have a waffle maker but i was like i would be really excited if i got this but like say that to a kid and they're like no (laughs) like you're supposed to make me waffles. yeah what what um so that's my up and my down. I think I've mentioned this before, but student loans are so real. I've, by the time you're hearing this, I will have paid my first payment towards <gasps> my student loans, uh, and I wish I had that money back because I don't know if that piece of paper is worth it. Yeah. But whatever, we'll see. Um. Yeah, it's fine because the piece of paper will get you a job eventually. So. But right like, now, that's my feeling again. Yeah, but it would be even worse if you didn't have it, so. What frustrates me is that I could literally lie on my resume and say that I have a degree and nobody would ever know because no one ever asked Well, to like that movie, degree. that new J-Lo movie, where she, like, doctors up her resume and says she went to, like, Columbia or something. Nobody checks and unless you're, like, a celebrity or, like, a pol- politician. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. A, where they, un- like, dig up your past. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's not what I want to do, so. yeah. Anyway. Oh, college. That's my down. 
I don't have money and I'm paying. I'm still. sorry. That sucks. Sorry, I had to yawn and stretch at the same time. Um, so my up, um, I have two ups. So on this, I'm trying to figure out in relative in like relation to when this is being released. But on Monday, December third, I guess I'll just say for <laughs> ease. Um, I'm going to my boyfriend's, or I went to, I guess, my boyfriend's, um, last semi-formal with his frat, so, because he's a senior, um, and I'm a super senior, so it's nice, but yeah, so I'm excited for that, because it's always fun, and I got a pretty dress, it's sitting next to us, Paul can see it, but you guys can't, um, yeah, so it's I'm- It's sparkly. It's very sparkly, I like it, so yeah, I'm excited for that, and then also, um, in the past, I guess it was like two weeks ago from where this is airing, I- cleaned out my whole closet my entire room all of my drawers everything and I have two huge trash bags that I am donating to a homeless shelter full of clothing and bedding and stuff um so that's always like I always like like to do something like for the community during the holidays because I feel like there's a lot of people that are forgotten about during the holidays so um yeah so I'm donating some clothes and now my room is clean and I have less clothing than before which is great because I had so much but I still felt like I didn't have anything to wear so needed to just purge no because I ordered a bunch (laughs) of stuff which is also an up I ordered a bunch of stuff online for Cyber Monday and I got good deals and that is good so we're like trying to like redo my wardrobe we're clearing it out (laughs) and buying more so that's that's fun my down is that um, by the time this comes out, it will be approaching finals week. Finals week will be beginning <laughs> this week. And um, really don't want to do that. And I'm really mad. <laughs> really be- not a fan. Yeah. I'm really mad because I have one online final, which is great. One in class, but like multiple choice final, which is like not a big deal. And then I have this one final that's like actually going to be the death of me. And um, my teacher told us like the other day, she was like, Oh, like, normally I do this as a take-home final, but some people complained that it loomed over them, so now it's going to be a timed in-person like final, like, proctored exam in, like, a blue book. Like, who complains about a take-home exam? I mean, part of me says yes, like, I'd rather just go to a scheduled exam and do it and then be done with it, because if it's due later in the week, then, like... For this, I'd rather do it at home so I can, like... Have well, my yeah, notes and take my time. And... Yeah, I don't want to drive up for, you know, a two-hour exam and yeah. then drive home. Like, it ends up being, like, a six-hour day. I get that. So, I guess if you're on campus, like, you can just, like, go take an exam. It's not working. Yeah. It's fine, but if you're not... But, like, who wouldn't want to just take an exam from their bed? Like, or she was going to have... She was going to try an online exam, but at a certain time. So, you could take it anywhere, but, like, it opened at a certain time and closed at a certain time. And people were like... I don't have a place that I could take it. You have a computer. Or if you don't, you have the library. Like, oh my God, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. So I have to do that, but it's fine. We're going to do it. Happy finals, finals week. It's my final finals week. I'm so happy. Oh my God. And you can toast to graduating. I literally will. Yes. I'm ready. I'm so done. So that's my down. And um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Shower thoughts. Let's do it. Do you have yours? Ready? Uh, they're in my photos, so... Yeah, I have two this episode, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna start. So, trying to make it clear that you're choking is the most high-stakes game of charades. <laughs> True. Like... What if people don't take you seriously? That's always a fear of mine. Like, if they're just like, huh... 
Like, yeah. she's kidding. Like, no, I'm not kidding. I'm dying. Like, I've help. definitely witnessed that before. I've never witnessed someone I'm like, choke. you'll be fine. And then I'm like, oh, shoot, you're really not. I've never noticed that. I've never had to, like, experience yeah. that. I hope I never do. I once choked on a chicken nugget, but I coughed it up myself, so it was fine. <laughs> I was, like, talking with my mouth full. My dad was like, you're going to choke. Don't. And then I, like, sure enough, I choked, like, immediately <laughs> after. <laughs> um, okay, my second one is this like blew my mind if you start counting up from zero your lips don't touch until you reach one million because it's an m yeah there's no other m's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty twenty one twenty two twenty three twenty four twenty five twenty six we're not gonna count to no i know i'm just saying like i'm doing <laughs> it and like my lips haven't touched yet <laughs> 1,000? One thousand? That's your tongue and your teeth. Isn't that interesting? 100? No, I guess not. 100,000? Yeah. How do you figure that out? Someone had a shower thought. <laughs> they were in the shower and they were like, oh my god. You a million in the shower? No, they probably just thought about it. Because <laughs> it's not that hard to think about because you know what all the numbers in between are. You know 1 through 10. You know 100,000. 100,000. And then... You know, 10,000, you know, all those. I don't know. Because, like, 500,000. I, I would love to prove that wrong, but I'm not going to take the time to it's, do it. You can't. So, it's, it's a fact. For now, I'll just accept it. Okay. It's fine. A little bit skeptical, but I'm not. I'll just accept it. I believe you, shower thought <laughs> user. Um, my shower thought today is from Twitter. It's called, I think it's, I can't see the handle because I screenshotted it. I'm sorry, but it's it starts with at the weird. Okay. <laughs> Um, shower thoughts on Twitter, you probably find it. But mine is just, again, existential. It's a shit that's deep because I always, my shower thoughts are like, but it's weird to think that nighttime is the natural state of the universe and daytime is only caused by a nearby radiating ball of flame. That's true. Like if there was no sun, it would just be dark all the time. And, like, also our bodies are programmed to, like, sleep when it's dark, so we would just sleep all the Always. time. Always. Would we ever awaken? Well, we would probably adapt, but, like... Would we be, like, those deep-sea creatures that, like... Yeah. We would grow something would we weird. We would probably do something weird to, like... <laughs> but, like, over, like, hundreds of thousands of years, we would probably end up glowing so we could see or, like, we'd get good night vision or so something. So when the sun blows out and there's still people on Earth, which probably won't be... I think we're going to kill ourselves all before we, that happens. you can look forward to being able to glow. Yeah. A hundred thousand years after the sun. Even more reason to save the planet. If you want to (laughs) glow, you got to make sure the planet lasts until then. Yes. But if the sun blows up, I feel like we are also going to blow up. Like, in relation to the sun. See, I told you this is an existential Also, we would have no temperature. It would be absolutely. Cold. It would be so cold. Everything would die. Everything would die. I don't think that we would be able to sustain life long enough to adapt, personally. How do you eat? Nothing grows. Photosynthesis. Animals eat plants. No, we would die. Everyone would die. Sorry, you're not going to glow. I'm sorry. (laughs) Again, I'm skeptical. Okay. But I won't be able to find the truth because I probably will be dead by then. Yes. But. (laughs) Still interesting to think about. Very interesting. Nighttime. Daytime. That's the immediate thing I thought of too. And I pictured the bird and 
Ellen. If you haven't Ellen. seen the BBC Animal, I don't know, know what they're actually called. It's just look up Alan, 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 Steve. That <laughs> will get you it. It's a a gopher. A uh, prairie dog. Prairie dog. Alan. Alan. Oh, that's not Alan. That's Steve. Anyways, there's like a bunch of videos of animals talking. It's so funny. I watched hours and hours of that. Yes. When we first came out. Amazing. So good. There you go. Those are the thoughts. Yes. That hoe over there. (laughs) No. No, no. Okay. So this week, as we mentioned, we are talking about travel. So um, let's start with our best travel memories. I mean, I know you did a ton of traveling when you studied abroad. Oh my God. I could go on forever. I am new to the, I'm new to the international travel because prior to summer 2017, I had not been out of the country besides Hawaii. But that's part of the country, so it doesn't really count. I've never been... I've traveled more abroad than I've traveled in the country. I've been to, to half of the states in the United States. So, I've definitely That's done, on my bucket list. Is it? It's not that exciting. I would rather I go mean, to, like, every European I don't, country. Yeah, I don't expect it to be exciting, but just to, like... There, I'm sorry, there are some places like, that are as not... As I'm driving through, just kind of stop, like, maybe take a pee break, say I peed in Wyoming, and then yeah. move on. Well, okay, that's what I say. If I drove through it, I've counted as being there. Like, I was there. Well, My like, you body have to was... stop the car. You can't just, like, say, hey, like, out the window. You have to stop the car, land, put your feet on the ground, and say you were there. And that's then you can fair, get That's fair, but I think if you're still in okay. the state, you're in the state. But, um... Um... But I've only... Can probably count on one hand the amount of the like states that I've been to. Like, I mean, yeah. So we're from Connecticut, so let's not really okay. Connecticut. I count it because I started out as visiting Connecticut. Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, Do you count Maine, New York, Massachusetts, Rhode Rhode Island, Florida. Did you count New York and Virginia? Yes. Ten, I think, give or take a few. Do you count it if you've like been to the airport there, like as a connection flight or something? That's actually, it's funny that you asked that. Well, I haven't flown domestically because I haven't really gone anywhere. Oh, I've you've just driven. That. Okay. Um, but would you count that? Not especially. Okay. Unless I left the airport and okay. ate at a restaurant or something. That's fair. But I regularly donate blood, fun fact about me. And they ask if you've traveled in Europe. Uh-huh. And I always say that I've been to Germany, even though I wasn't actually like in and experiencing Germany, but I was in the airport. Yeah. So, yeah. If I'm going to talk about like my travel experiences and places I've visited, I wouldn't say that like I visited Minnesota. But I've, I would say that I've been there to the airport because I've stopped over in Minnesota. So it's like I'm here. Like I breathed the Minnesota air give or take but like I didn't like go visit so I don't know I think I'm a little like more forgiving with that because if I've driven through I say that I've been there because I have I just haven't done anything there you have to get out of the car come on sorry you have to start over Uh, no 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 (laughs) I mean I've still even given that I've still hit a lot of states because my family um when we moved from California to Connecticut we drove cross country in a camper with our dogs and my brother. When you moved? When we moved. Well, yeah. like, we didn't know we were moving until we got to Connecticut. And then we were like, oh, we're just going to stay. Which is literally the exact way it happened. Like, my mom woke up one day and was just like, we're not leaving Connecticut. And I was like, I, well, that's fine. So, um. Wait, did you have a house? Where did you, what? So, okay. You didn't know you were moving here when you came here? No. 
I always would visit here because my grandma lives here. Right. And um, we I were... know exactly where her grandmother lives. Yes. He used to live on my grandma's street back way before I even lived in Connecticut, which is crazy to me. We were destined to be friends. Yes. Um, anyway, yeah, we came out. It was just supposed to be a vacation. And then my mom woke up one day and she was like, I do not want to go back to California. And my parents were like, I, like, Katie, pick a town. They were like... How did you pick a town? They gave me three options. Where were they? I don't want to say the towns on here. Our town. (laughs) Our town. The town next to us towards where my grandma lives. And then my grandma's town. Those three. Oh. Okay. And obviously I picked this one. <laughs> and okay. um, then I looked at the school and that was that. So that's how my first like large vacation ended. But um, and then I've also driven like down the coast to Florida. Too. Well, that's how we moved up here. It's like we drove up here. Yeah. Because I was born in Florida and we drove all the way to Connecticut. Yeah, I did that once to visit Disney because they have a campground and we had our camper still, so we went to the Disney campground. Oh, cool. But, um, anyway, so let's talk about best travel memories. You're writing a lot. I'm sorry. I'm just taking some notes. Okay, so I'll start. (laughs) So, as I said, I haven't been out of the continental... No, I had only been, like, out of the continental U.S., but I've never been, like to a different country until two years ago. We'll see. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. So I got to go to Europe for the first time, which is like, okay, so my dad is a musician and he's in Europe all the time. And I don't know why it took me until I was literally 21 years old to go to Europe, but that's what happened with my life. And here we are. So I went, it was amazing. My boyfriend and I went for two weeks to Europe, um, right before my 21st birthday. And I went, where did I go? I went to Ireland. Then I went to Sweden, then I went to Germany, then Italy, and then back to Ireland. And it was two weeks, right? It was two weeks, yes. Um, just under two weeks. And it was so fun. I loved it. And like now I'm obsessed with Europe and I literally want to live there because I just really like the culture there. Um, so that was a really great vacation all around. I like went to Venice in Italy and I got to see like all the canals and it was so beautiful. And then I'm Swedish, so going to Sweden was like very fun. Um, and my dad, like, played a show there, so I got to, like, see him perform, which I'd never seen him perform, like, for real before, so that was really fun, and, um, yeah, and I, I speak a little German, so I got to flex my German in Germany, and I went to Guinness and Jameson in Ireland, the Guinness, um, storehouse and the Jameson distillery, which was also really fun, and if you're going to Ireland, I highly recommend both of them, and you get alcohol with your ticket, you get, like, a free drink, so, good stuff. Um, so, I didn't really go on vacation. I studied abroad during my junior year at school. So, I was there for four months. I went to France. Um, I was in Paris, although I did visit it several times. I was in the Marseille area in the south of France, just, like, maybe an hour from the Mediterranean. Not even. It's so pretty. Um, probably 45 minutes. And it was absolutely amazing. I lived with a host family, so, like... I was living as if I was a French citizen, <laughs> French man, yeah. Um, it was wonderful. The food was amazing. And then I got to visit so many different countries. So I went, I think if I can remember them in order, I went to four 
different cities in France. So Marseille, Paris, Lyon, and Ardèche. The Ardèche region. And Luberon, I think. And I went to Italy, so I went to Rome. I went to Amsterdam, Barcelona. I'm already out of order. Okay, um, just keep going. <laughs> Prague, Budapest. I, I actually think that's it. That's For, still like, a lot. Where I actually, like, stayed. That's, that's still, like, a lot. Um, it was so fun, and I have so many things to say. Like, if anybody's ever, like, studying abroad, definitely, like, I have so much to say. And so many tips. I'll definitely divulge into some of them. This yeah. Episode. But it was just an amazing experience. I highly recommend, especially if you're going to school and your school does offer study abroad, it's a great resource because most of the time you just end up paying tuition. Mm-hmm. So it's like as if you were at school, but you're abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. I took three classes in French and one in English just because the way the program worked. And also, um, Paul has, like, been taking French since he was a child. Well, so. yes. So, I don't want to say I'm fluent, because I'm not, but I'm professionally affluent. Affluent's not the right word. Um, Just professional, like, I can speak you have professional, professional use, French, yeah. which is, like, a step below fluency. Yeah. In, I don't know, the language The world. language, yeah, language education world. Um... But it was really cool because I wasn't really speaking a whole lot of English, so I just had to get by with the knowledge that I know. Do you still remember a lot of your French or is it like slipping? It's definitely going away because I, once I came back from abroad, I only had one French class back at school Mm -hmm. and then I haven't taken it since then. So like May of 2017. Mm -hmm. So it's been a, a while. Wait, May of, yeah, 2017. And... It's awful. It's an awful feeling to like, I know. You spend so much time. Yeah. yeah. But I, I can still like think about it and rec- like call, recall it and like speak it if I had it, to. I feel like if you went like, back it would you would you would like it would come back. Right. Yeah. Um so I definitely wanna do that. I've thought about like just spending a lot of time in France. I really just wanna up like, and go to Europe, but it's like not that easy. Like you know, need like a visa and like Well, yeah. I, oh my god, so getting a visa for studying abroad was so hard. I like bet. You were, like, you missed a day of summer. work yeah. for it, yeah, I remember. Um, it was such, like, getting for a French consulate appointment is so hard, so you have to book, like, months in advance. And you usually have to go to, like, New York City if you're, like... Yeah, you have to go to a big city. Yeah, and our closest big city is, like, New York, essentially, so... Um, so I had to go there and say, hey, I'm studying in France, let me go. And I had to, like, all these letters and everything because oh, I can't just, like, take Let any random it. person, yeah. Um, and, like, uh, if you're a student, you have to do a special student visa. So that's a different application as well as your visa application. It was a whole process. Um, I had to get my passport because I hadn't had a passport yeah, before. Yeah, I had to get a passport right before I went to Europe because I didn't have one. It was a process. Um... I don't know, but now it's cool because I have a passport and I can go anywhere For 10 years, yeah, you have it. And it's um, then it's cheap to renew after that. Right. So it's so expensive to first get it, though. I know. Um, so that was hard, and leading up to it was hard, like, the whole process with the school, and, like, I had to apply to my French school and, like, get placed with a family, and I had an internship while I was there, so I had to 
interview for that and get that worked out. So it was a whole thing. But once I was there, it was an amazing experience. I feel nostalgia literally every single day mm. because I follow like all my friends from abroad on Instagram and I see their lives and how they're just doing. And then you yeah. see your memories and your photos and you're just like, oh, like back in the day. I'm almost like, yeah, I, so I never studied abroad because like I transferred and I just didn't have time. Um, but I'm almost like kind of glad that I didn't. So I don't feel that like all the time. Well, some people, okay. I'm not the type of person that came back and was like wallowing in my tears of like, yeah, oh my God, some, I'm back in America. Yeah. Like, this is the worst. Like I took it as it was. Like I'm very fortunate that I was able to go. Yeah. I'm thankful and so happy that I made those memories, but I didn't come back and I was like, meh, like. Yeah, I feel like at the end of it, I would probably be ready to go home just because it is so much to, like, be away from your family and everything, but... Well, it was also a lot of fun towards the end, like, well, it had positives and negatives. Mm-hmm. The negatives was I was running out of money. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I needed to go back and get my job again, like, come back to my job and, like, make money. Make more money, yeah. Um, and it, I also went in the, sp- the fall semester, so I was... Christmas shopping abroad. Ooh. So it was really cool. So, like, I got all my, like, Christmas gifts that year. That's so cool. I really want to go to, like, a European Christmas market. My dad might be going to one this December so in Germany, and I'm, like, so jealous. Um, it was really scary, though, because I had friends that went to a Christmas market, like, the day before one of the, like, tragedies. Where they, like, drove into a yeah. crowd or something. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I went to Europe when it was, like, a really, like, politically charged and like so dangerous state um the paris shootings yeah that, just happened, that was really terrible um probably six months prior yeah i think yeah just about six months prior to me going or like just under a year and the nice parade or the, they drove nice, a car yeah, and, yeah. The nice celebration also it just happened so like we were all sort of freaked out, and I can only imagine how my, like, parents were feeling, especially um, my mom. Yeah. <laughs> She's just, like... I went to Europe literally the week... <laughs> I went to Europe the week after the Ariana Grande bombing, and my mom was like, oh, my God, because then we learned that at that time, it's, like, I forget the holiday, not to, like, point fingers at, like, Islam or anything, but, I mean, it was, it was like, a... What's it called? Um... What's the word for it? When they do it for Islam. The extreme yeah. only the, only the extremists. Um yeah. starts with a J. I can't think of the word at this moment. I literally was thinking Sorry. of it two seconds ago. Jihad. It was a jihadist like thing. Which I obviously I know that the Islam extremists are very it's a very, very small population. And obviously it seems like there's more because it gets so much media coverage. And it's obviously like not I don't wanna like you know, like yeah. generalize. So I know that Islam is not that um extreme. Um, for the the vast majority of, of Muslim people. But anyway, we learned that it was, like, a Muslim, like, holiday and, like, that, like, jihad, like, type of situations were more common at this time. So, like, yeah. in June, which is when I went. So my mom was like, oh, my God. But we were fine. Um, and you know what? It's like, it can happen at any time, something bad, and you can't put your life on hold. Right. And that's you, kind of what you, you we said. Like, you can plan for it, but you... At the same time, you can't plan for it. You can, ob- yeah, you can obviously be precautious, like, precautious? You can take precaution. Jeez, <laughs> be cautious. I need more coffee. Um, you can be, like, aware of your surroundings and stuff, but, like, 
at the end of the day, it's not worth missing out on these experiences because you have some type of fear that something's going to happen because you right. never know. You just never know. And it can happen at home. We are not in any better state here in the U.S. True. You can get shot anywhere, literally anywhere. Um, so. so, yeah. And I can, like, sort of share, I guess it's a scary experience, but it wasn't, like, a shooting or, like, anything. Mm-hmm. But when I was in Paris for my second time that, that semester, I went with a group of, like, guy friends, and we went up to Sacre Coeur, which is the church on the hill. For any, I've never been to know. Paris, but... Um, it's the big church on the hill. And... As we were coming down, it was late. It was already nighttime. It was probably 8 or 9. And, of course, it got dark early there because it was October. Yeah. And as we were coming down, there was, like, pickpocketers or, like, uh, I can't think of a better word, but, like, street vendors, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That, like, sort of con tourists into paying them money or getting you to donate to this or sign your name up for that, whatever. Um. So we were coming down and this group of like French guys that were selling, like, I guess they were making bracelets. So mm-hmm. they, they were like asking you for your hand and they start like tying a bracelet on you. And then you they're like, pay me. Yeah. And then make you pay even though you didn't ask for it. So we were in that situation and my friends, sorry, they were so stupid at the time. <laughs> like didn't see this coming. They didn't just walk away, but I walked away and like they were in a, like scary situation like they they were like we don't want to pay for this and then one of the vendors like put a knife on him <gasps> oh my god and it said like empty your wallet i see there's like a 50 euro in there like i want that i don't want like five euro or whatever oh my god and then they like finally were able to like quote unquote escape and like walk but i was just watching this whole situation from across the street because sorry i was just more yeah bye aware yeah that this is what was happening um I think it might have been because, like, I had gone the week prior. So you knew how it worked. Or two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't, it, that was just one of the scary experiences. And another one that wasn't dangerous, really, but in Prague. Okay, so this, we we want to talk about, like, bad travel experiences. Yeah, okay. Well, so this is our segue to bad travel experiences. Um, so Prague, everyone loves Prague and no, nothing against people that... It looks beautiful. My dad's been a bunch of times. But I just did not have the best luck in Prague. And we like to blame it on the people that I was with. They were cursed the day before. You need to give some backstory to this. So there's like a curse in Prague that the chiming clock in the square, those of you who who know, know, there's a huge clock in this huge square in Prague. And you stop and listen to the clock chime at, like, noon and 6 o'clock or whatever. So if it rings, you have to stop? You stop. Whatever you're doing, you just, like, silent. Just, like, listen to it for, like, two minutes or whatever Mm -hmm. as it chimes its little tune. or Mm -hmm. I don't know. Because I didn't actually witness it. Yeah. Um, But if you move while it's doing that, like... You get cursed because you're supposed to stop and like it's Listen, a whole like, tradition. Yeah. yeah. So my friends like were rushing through the square as everyone paused and like was. Oh my god! They probably the looked. They probably stuck out like sore thumbs. Yeah. So <laughs> they said like everybody was looking at them and blah blah blah. And I was like, why wouldn't you just stop? They they said they were so confused and like in a hurry. I don't know. It's like two minutes. Anyway, so 
I was secondhandedly cursed because <laughs> I arrived the day later. Through the transitive property. <laughs> and then nothing good. Well, okay, I don't want to say nothing good, but we were cursed. Like the curse um, surfaced oh several God. times as we were there. Like the one of the girls I was with chipped her tooth. She lost her necklace. Oh my we God. were stopped on the metro. That's the, This is the story that is scary part. Okay. We were stopped in the metro. The people I was with didn't buy a ticket because they heard in Prague you don't really have to buy a ticket for the metro. They don't check it. <gasps> I had already had a ticket because I bought tickets when I got there. Yeah. Not really knowing and just playing it safe. So I had bought a ticket and I had stamped my ticket but they didn't have tickets and of course we got on the metro card that had the security guard that was like <gasps> where are your tickets? And I was like hey I have mine oh, and they just didn't God. have theirs and they were like oh we lost it. Oh we didn't have one. Oh we're Americans, we don't understand your language. We don't know, like, this whole thing. So security got us, like, made us get off at the next stop. and like. But you had a ticket, but you had to stay with them, obviously. Well, yeah, I was staying with them, but I was, like, fine. Yeah. Like, I could have just gone. So you just had severe secondhand embarrassment. Yes. (laughs) And they were like, you have to pay for it. So they brought us to an ATM, and then the people I was with were, like, because it was, like, a $200 fine um, for, like, a... $2 $2 ticket. Oh my god. Um, they were like, oh, my card isn't working in the ATM and all this stuff just to get out of the fine. Yeah. And the security guards were like so on to, like, I don't want to say so on to us, but like they were skeptical and we were American tourists. So, they like, probably they seen didn't it like all. us anyway. Yeah. Um, so they started calling the embassy, <gasps> like the U.S. embassy on us. Oh my god. And <laughs> I, Like, I think when we got back to school, we, like, talked about this with our, like, one of the school teachers or something, that the U.S. Embassy definitely has better things to do than, like, get Americans out of a metro. Yeah, no. (laughs) Um, fine. They would have been like, are you joking? Just let them go. Yeah. There's, like, government issues we need to address. Yeah, like, can you chill for a second? Um, but... They never, like, ended up actually calling the embassy, but the phone was in hand, ready to do it. Oh, my God. That's insane. It was a whole, like, plan. I was trying so to, So, what see- happened? Like... We just, like, got out... Like, we just, like, got away with it, I guess. They oh, were- they didn't have to pay? No. I don't... Uh... The one of the girls I was with ended up just like emptying her wallet and said, this is all I have. So, it was, like, 50 euro. <sighs> okay. Or, or a 50... It's krona in Prague, I think. Um, so just like gave them the the money she had, mm-hmm. and the other one was just like, I don't understand what you're saying. Oh my god, that's um, so bad. But we ended up going, and we we were going. We had dinner plans to meet someone else, so we like ended up going to dinner. We were late to dinner, but <laughs> it was just a experience. Oh my god, the storm. There was a another thing. A storm was coming as we were on the Charles River. <gasps> Oh my god! Like we were paddle boarding, paddle boating, paddle yeah. Like paddle paddle, paddle boating, yeah. paddle boating on the Charles River. It was like nice out, and then a storm starts up brewing, and we're like, oh no! So we had to pedal back to the little shack. Oh my god! Um, it was just a lot of different things, like inconveniences, yeah. Um, but I did have some good food there. So. That's cool. I want to go to Prague, which was fun. That's but. fun. 
Well, now people know if you hear the bell, you gotta stop. Yeah, it's in the PSA. Square. Like, just stop in the square for the two minutes and just listen to the clock. Is it only if you're in the square or anywhere in the city? No, it's just in the square. I think, oh, because I, I don't think you can hear it through everywhere. Okay, good um, to know. It's just a walking square. I wonder if my dad knows that because he goes to Prague occasionally, but I don't that think that would be it, interesting. Yeah, I don't think he's ever like listened. I don't think he's ever been to the square. Probably he normally like does his shows. And but I think those were like the two worst travel experiences because everything yeah. else like, went pretty well. Like I planned several trips and they went well. Yeah, no one forgot luggage or tickets or lost no, like, anything. No, like we weren't pickpocketed. Like I knew a group of girls. They all went, like, a group of seven of them went to Barcelona, and they all got picked up. <gasps> yeah, I know a lot of people that lost their phones abroad. <laughs> so you just and... have to be smart about it. Yeah. You just have to be aware of your environment. Yeah. And read read the room. Yeah, and, and learn, um, like, like the common things that happen in those countries. Because we don't really have as many pickpocketers here. That was here, another but... thing that happened in Prague. One of the girls I was with was charging her phone in her bag, and the cord was, like, out of it and when she went to go check her phone it wasn't there <gasps> so she's pickpocketed on the metro oh my god at the same time this whole like, security thing was happening yeah someone like had gone and seen the cord. Un- unplugged yeah. the cord oh my god yeah you just have to be really cautious you just that's it like yeah that's that's what it boils down to um i have some bad travel stories i mean so my I don't like my family vacations where I was fine. I don't think anything bad happened on my trip to, I went to Hawaii and I listed that as one of my best travel memories because Hawaii is amazing and I highly recommend it. I went to Maui. It was awesome. Um, it was like years ago. I was like 10, but really great place. Very beautiful. The most stars I've ever seen in my life. Like That's so cool. at night because in Maui, there's not a big city. It's very resorty and there's lots of rainforests. Yeah. And, like, in Hawaii, you have the islands, and there's, like, nothing else for right. miles until Japan or California. So, um, it was really cool. Um, but my brother got the stomach flu on the flight over. He was, like, three. It was the – and then so he had the stomach flu the entire trip. That was another bad experience I had. I think oh, I had yeah. food poisoning, like, three times. Or, like, one time I – it was, like, I was sick for, like, a week. That's awful. It was just bad. But, like, I made it work. Yeah. Like, you, it was fine. You are fine. But – but that sucks. It, it was an inconvenience. Yeah. And yeah. at that, it was towards the end of my like time there too. So like I think my body was just like worn out. Your body's I like... was traveling like every weekend mm-hmm. and like not getting enough sleep. And stuff. Yeah, and you're in so many different environments with all the different germs and all that. But um, yeah, so my other like bad travel memory. I've actually I have three. I totally forgot. Um, so there was one in Germany, and this was all on me. It was nothing to do with anyone else but me and my boyfriend being stupid Americans. But we mm. went, so we went to Dusseldorf. We actually stayed in Bochum, Germany, because my dad's band is, like, based out of there. So we were staying there to meet, like, his band and whatever. And um, Bochum is, like, about, like, 45 minutes from Dusseldorf, which is a big city in Germany. So we took the train to Dusseldorf, and we wanted to go see these ruins. It's, like, castle ruins. So we went. It wasn't a big tourist, like, thing. I think we were really the only Americans there. It was on the Rhine River. It was beautiful. And then we, like, it was, honestly, it was, like, a dream. We were walking down this road, and we just, like, stumbled out, like, through this pathway out into this adorable german town like it was like we went through like a secret passageway and we were just like what like where are we it was so cool but anyway so this town was a very cute little german town exactly what you would picture and it was not a tourist town like 
everyone was German. Not that many people spoke English. Like, I speak a little bit of German, so I, it was, like, I was able to get around, but, like, it was not easy, like, at all. So we went to a beer garden, which is, like, an outdoor place where you can, like, order beer and food and stuff. So we didn't know any... We didn't know how it worked, so we really just messed up. So I went up to order to the station because I thought you, like, go up to the little cubby thing, whatever you call it, like a stand, and you order. But I guess you actually sit down and they come to you. Yeah, like a yeah, like service. Yeah, well, I didn't know that. So I, like, ordered our beer, and the guy's, like, look, give me a weird look. But not, like, he spoke English, and he should have said just go sit down and we'll, like whatever but he didn't he just wanted to make me look like an idiot so he so i guess it's not all on me it's also on this guy who was rude so wherever you are you're rude um so anyway so he we ordered two beers and i he like just puts them on a tray and i thought like i took the tray but i guess that's just for him to serve so i like took the tray and he's giving me like a really weird look there's only one table open and it's like in the sun so I like put the stuff down and I was like really panicky because I could already tell that I wasn't supposed to be doing what I did. So I put the the drinks down and I don't know, my boyfriend says I did it. I say my boyfriend did it. I don't know. I think it was a group effort. We spilled one of the beers everywhere and it made a loud noise and just beer everywhere and everyone in the beer garden just looks at us and they're just like Americans. Like they just knew immediately like these are Americans. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to die. So I ordered a new one. I was like, I'm so sorry. I ordered a new one, whatever. And then we'd go sit down at a different table because, like, the one that we were at had no umbrella and it was really hot. <laughs> we sit there for a few minutes and we realize we're at a different beer garden's table because there's two in the one beer garden. So, like, people are looking at us like, why are you sitting here? This is not for this restaurant. Like, what are you doing? So we moved seats and then we finished our beers and then we left and we're like, I want to die. Like, it was the most, ex- <laughs> most embarrassing experience. And then, like, it took forever for us to find a taxi. So, like, we had to stay in this little town square for, like, ever and, like, everyone was, like, looking at us, and they, they knew. Like, these are the people that are complete idiots, but I don't know. It's fine. They probably have forgotten by now, and I'm sure they've seen it before in different cities in Germany. <laughs> Americans being stupid because we just – I just didn't know the the right thing to do. But um, it's fine. We learn and we grow, and we ended up still having a good time, so it's fine. And then, similar to your, like, bracelet story in Paris, I went to Venice, and – we went to, I think it's called San Marco Square. It's like the big town square there. Um, it's very touristy. Venice was easy because it's super touristy. I've never seen more like Asian tourists there in my life. Like so many. Well, because it's the only city in water. Yeah, it's be- It's amazing. It's beautiful. Um, I loved Venice. It was awesome. But um, best cappuccino of my life was in Venice. Like, And I'm not a huge coffee drinker. But, like, I genuinely enjoyed that coffee and I didn't have to put anything in it. No sugar, no, nothing. Beautiful, amazing. So good. So, anyway, um, and everyone was super nice in Venice, except for this one guy. (laughs) So, we went to the town square. The sun is starting to set, you know, with my boyfriend. Venice is a very romantic city. It was, like, very nice. And my boyfriend was... (laughs) my boy. There's all these people, and I I learned later that they're um, usually, like, migrants from Bangladesh they come to Venice usually which is kind of strange but I guess they do and they sell roses in the square because Venice is known as for being like a romantic city so they sell roses so my boyfriend was like I'm gonna get Katie a rose because it's really sweet and it was very nice thought so he goes to this man who doesn't speak any English and he's like can I buy a rose how much and he's like one euro my boyfriend's like perfect so he like goes to get his money out and I think the guy saw that he had more than one euro and he's like 
I'll give you all the roses for 10 euro. And my boyfriend's like, I just want one. And he's like, okay, 10 euro. And like, they go back and forth, back and forth. And my boyfriend's like, okay, fine. The guy's like, three roses, five euro. And then he's like, my boyfriend's like, okay, I have a 10 here. Give me my change. And he goes, okay. And he gives my boyfriend one rose and walks away with my boyfriend's 10. So my boyfriend is not the type to just be like, okay. So he follows him and he's like yelling at him like, no, give me my change. I need my change. Go ahead. No, no, no. Okay. I want to know how the story ends. Okay. So I'm holding a rose and I'm sitting and there's all these people watching like what is going on. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to die. I want to die. I want to die. So um, my boyfriend like follows him and the guy had put it in his like pocket on his like in his shirt, like a shirt pocket. So my boyfriend grabs it out of his pocket and the guy tries to hit him. (laughs) He like swings at him. My boyfriend starts yelling and he's like, no, no, blah, blah, blah. And so he like, I guess my boyfriend had had like coins. So he like throws some coins and he like walks away. And then we just like left the square. But it was very, it was so bad. Almost like I was like nervous. I was like, is this guy going to like shiv him or something? Like, well, from my experience, you have to also draw attention to it. Yeah, and that's kind of what he did. So I think that's why, that's that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Eric is, like, good for following him and saying, hey, like, give me money. Yeah, yeah. Well, because everyone was looking. He's scared of getting caught, so they would just, like, give you your money. Yeah, well, my boyfriend just grabbed the money himself. but And then I got a rose, and it was cute, but, yeah, it was a little scary. It was like, sort of cause a scene. Yeah, Um, he definitely did that. Especially if there's authority. Yeah, it's such a populated area, too. Like, hey, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, so um, that was my worst. I mean, other than that, it was fine. So, knock on wood. <laughs> um, I don't, like, I just had, my experience is, like, good it totally trumps the bad. Yeah. Like, the bad are just so interesting stories. Oh, yeah, like, they're, they're just kind of. not that bad. No, it's just almost, like, funny, like, kind yeah. of. Or, like, just, yeah, interesting. Like, and I love to say that, yeah, they called the U.S. Embassy on that. That's hilarious. Like, that's, that's really funny. Um, yeah, no, definitely the good always outweighs it for me. But so. if you want, I, uh, like, if you want to hear more, like, just let me know. Yeah, <laughs> email I'll us. Just, just we could do an episode talking. on study abroad if you want, but I don't um, have anything to say. It would just be me talking for about three hours. A solo episode. <laughs> um, when Katie's away on vacation. There, when I, Europe. yeah, perfect. Yes. Um, but we do have some tips for you if you are traveling. Um, I think it's a good thing to know. Some tips. Yeah, and obviously we're not huge experts, but, like, yeah, we have experiences that we've learned from, so. Hey, um, yeah, we were young and naive, but we still got by, we made it work. Mm -hmm. Um, So, one thing that I did learn from being there for all, like, for four months, and I thought it was going to be warm, because I was going to be on the coast of the Mediterranean. Yeah, when you think of the south of France, you think, Um, yeah. But it does get cold there, it gets much like Connecticut weather here, um... So it gets cold come October. So I urge you to pack for all seasons if you're going for an extended time period and if you're going to travel to multiple places. Uh, It's really important to sort of study if you're going from the south of France or like Barcelona where it's really warm up to Germany. It will be cold there. Mm -hmm. So bring a coat or be prepared to buy a coat. Or whatever. Just be prepared. Because I remember 
towards the end of my trip, like come November, December, the trips I was going on, I was freezing. Did you not pack for all the seasons? No. Oh my I God. didn't have like a real coat. Like I had You a, went to like Amsterdam and that's cold. I had cold. a raincoat <laughs> and like one other hoodie. And like that was the only like outerwear that I had. Wow. And like I didn't have like warm like pants or shirts. Like it was just like t-shirts or mm-hmm. just like jeans. Like it wasn't yeah warm. So definitely if you're going for a prolonged period for that and even if you're going for a short period but you're going to many different places research the climate because like for me so I started out in Ireland and it was like the beginning of June like very like literally June 1st or something we left um and it was still kind of cold there the UK area is like rainier and like there's it's usually cloudy and everything so like I packed a little bit warmer stuff like I needed a rain jacket and stuff but when I went to Germany it was like 90 degrees because Germany's more I was more south in Germany than um, right. Ireland so definitely and like I went to Sweden which was cold too so right you don't like think about you just think Europe's like all like one little warm place like the size of Texas or like, in, like Jan- no. in June you would <laughs> think that like every place is all warm but it's not so definitely do your research on the climate um and in general like to avoid like faux pas like mine um do your research on the culture and how things work especially if there's specific things you want to do like if you want to go to a beer garden look up the proper etiquette well yeah there's <laughs> like now there's so many travel blogs that you yeah. can study and so like so many resources yeah if you're going to study abroad through a school like talk to people that already went to your same city yeah like get educated before you go or you actually will have an awful experience and you'll look like an idiot the whole time and no one wants to feel like that yeah you want to be acclimated to the environment even though you are sort of a tourist there yeah um one thing that i did learn they told us this before we left or i had learned this over the summer before i left um is like to take out cash Mm -hmm. like because foreign transaction fees are awful depending on your card and your Mm -hmm. bank and whatever so i used to just take a large sum of money out like once a month Mm -hmm. like i would go to the atm like Mm -hmm. my closest atm once a month just get as much cash as i could and then just work off of that Mm -hmm. i think that's also part of the reason why i spent so much money because (laughs) i have cash and and cash doesn't feel because like it doesn't come out yeah um but and then that's also so much easier for um exchange yeah like especially in europe like the exchange like there's not like penalties with exchange rates i don't think yeah well and if you give you your money yeah that's worth the same like they don't take some of it as commission um that's what i like i would do i would have euros and like exchange them in Prague and exchange them in Budapest rather than going to the ATM. Yeah, but with that, um, if you're going to be carrying cash, so what I did is like I had like half cash and then my bank was really good with it. There's no really any fees for international. Yeah. It was like 25 cents. So I used my debit card a lot just because I was going to so many different countries and like right. there's different currencies. So I didn't want to do the exchange. Well, it's also easier too if you're doing like a two two week vacation. Yeah. And rather than four months because a quarter every time you want to buy mm-hmm. something like yeah. three times a day adds that up. Adds up. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but if you're going to do cash, which is obviously recommended, um, make sure you have a good place to put it. Like when I was there, I had like a large chunk of cash and like, I didn't want that to be like visible in my luggage or like in my right. bag. So what I did, if you're a girl, this works probably if you're a guy too, because it would probably be weird 
for someone to see a guy having his. No. No. (laughs) You take, like, a maxi pad and you put, you take it out and you put it in the wrapper and you close the wrapper and then you put it in the packet. No one's going to look through your maxi pads for money. That's a good hack. Yeah, that's my hack. That's what I did. I didn't lose any money. Um, It was great. I would always, I would never carry, like, so much cash that I would be mad about losing. True. So, like, I would take a bunch out, but I would keep it at home. Like, I was living with a homeless family, so I would keep it at home. Yeah. And then just have 20 euro in my wallet for buying that day. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's also, like, once, like, halfway through my trip, I sort of learned that was a good way of budgeting, too. Like, I would be like, oh, I have 50 euros in my wallet for this week. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that helps. That's it. Um, so it's sort of good that way. Which brings us to money. If you're going for a long time, save up money. And if you know you want to go on trips, sort of try to plan them ahead of time because chances are they will be a little bit cheaper. Um, or, like, if you're going on an extravagant trip, like, you have a week vacation plan ahead because being there and just booking a flight isn't always the cheapest option yeah and um if you're booking like from the u.s to like europe or something or u.s to anywhere um a resource and i don't remember if you gave it to me or if i found it online but scott's cheap flights is a subscription service this is not sponsored by the way i literally just like love getting their emails i haven't bought anything yet from a tip because i haven't had the chance to go abroad since but um Scott's Shoot Flights, you can sign up for the destinations that, like, the areas that you want, and they'll send you daily flight deals, and sometimes they have really great deals. Like, I just saw one to Iceland for 200 bucks round trip. So, like... There's, like, special, like, he goes through different ways of, like, getting those prices. Like, you have to, like, search a certain thing on a certain website to find the best deal. But But I've actually gone through and searched them, and he's right. Like, the... They're actually yeah. that deal. And so most of the time, it's like for... Like, 24 hours. Well, yeah, it's quick, but it's also like you can book for like a, a good chunk of time. Like, yeah, so he'll you tell like you... You have a three-month window of good prices. Yeah, he'll list like all the, the... It'll usually be like one destination, all the different airports and the prices, the airline, what the price usually is, and then the how long the deal will last, which is usually 24 hours, and then when you can book that. So like if you want to go in March to to july like it'll say this is good for march 2019 to july 2019 like the ticket date ranges like when you would fly so Um, so if you're planning next year's vacation it's good it's not like oh you have to fly out tomorrow yeah this price yeah no no no. it's really helpful um and i've seen some good deals and i really i like when i have the money i'm gonna use one of his deals but i just haven't um and then I don't know what you did for, like, where you stayed. I don't know if you did hostels, but my mom wouldn't let me stay in a hostel. So I did Airbnbs, which were actually a better deal than hotels. Yes. So Airbnbs are definitely cheaper. Especially just if you're... Because they're everywhere. And if you're, like, splitting it with people, too. Yes. So I did both while I was abroad. Like, I stayed in it, my fair share of hostels. And they were all, like, again, like, do your research, look at photos, like, read reviews, Hostelworld.com is a great resource because it's, like, curated by students, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, they know what's sketchy and, like, what's not. Mm -hmm. Um, So we found all of those, and it's cheaper. And it's, like, if you're staying for, like, one or two nights, you might end up staying with, like, 12 other people Mm -hmm. or, like, 10 other people if it's a room of 12, whatever, let's just say. Mm it's so much cheaper than trying to get your own room mm-hmm. and it's like literally a day like 
Yeah, and I feel like if you're in a... So, I didn't do it, too, because it was just my boyfriend and I, but I feel like if you're in a group, you could also get, like, they have sometimes quad rooms. Yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. So, it's, like, cheaper, and it's just your friends. Yeah, there were several times where it was just us, and it was, like, like five beds or yeah. six beds, um, and it was, like, 20 euros, which is great. Yeah. Um, but we also did Airbnb. <laughs> got that on the tape okay we're back sorry about that um first ever issue our battery died yes so we had to switch our recorders but here we are we're back in action talking about travel yes that we are we We are sorry i was just making sure that yes it's confirmed i thought i was just making sure the uh the mic didn't die so again (laughs) i was just about to talk about airbnbs yes so um, hostels were definitely a cheaper option, but I did do my fair share of Airbnbs and they turned out being like really nice apartments and stuff. Yeah, I had great um, Airbnbs. So definitely check that out. It's always an option, but hostels aren't a bad option either. Like yeah. as long as you're preparing and doing your research about it, like Yeah. Sometimes Airbnbs are cheaper, sometimes they're totally not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we ended up staying in an Airbnb when I, when like there weren't hostels like around, like I went to Disneyland Paris and there were, and there was no, like we weren't going to stay at a Disney resort. Yeah. It's just so expensive. So we ended up getting an Airbnb because there's not hostels. Yeah. Um, and sometimes like I had one that they made us like a cheesecake and they gave us a bottle of champagne. It was awesome. Well, I've had good hostels. I mean, good Airbnbs in America. Like, when I went on spring break. Yeah, yeah. Our host was so cool. Yeah, my Venice one was, yeah. like, awesome. It, it was so cool. The guy was really, really nice. Um, and, um, so, either either route, whatever it comes down to your comfort, comfortability that's level true. and your true. budget. Yeah, that's so, true, too. I wasn't necessarily hey, comfortable. Hey, if you can afford Airbnbs, go all out. Sometimes you can get Sometimes good deals. Nice. And if you're splitting it with people, too, that makes yeah, it a lot. Because you don't pay per person. Right. So. And... You can sleep on a couch if it's one night. Yeah. It's not like, that important. Yeah. A carpeted floor, even. <laughs> <A> nice, <laughs> if you're really into roughing it. <laughs> nice towel. Yes. Perfect. Um, a yeah. t-shirt. Good. So, all in all, um, do your research, you know, before you go. That's, I think, the most important thing you can take for traveling is just to be aware of of everything don't just go in with your head in the sand yeah even if it's whether it's a two-week vacation or like a study abroad four months like learn ahead of time especially with like language like chances are for study abroad you've learned this like language but if you haven't duolingo is a great source yes we love duolingo um they have like the basic phrases and that you can learn there's also a lot of podcasts that are really good for like very just basic stuff um what and what my boyfriend and i did when we went to italy um like neither of us spoke any italian so we were like all right we gotta we gotta figure out some way to communicate because we don't want to be jerks and like not speak any italian so we we just looked up the key phrases that you need and um we wrote a note card and we got around perfectly fine everyone was very accommodating too um and if you, like, always try to start in, like, that host language. Yeah. And, because this happened to me several times in France, like, they knew I was American. Yeah. They knew I had an American accent, like, um, as, if you're starting in that host language, 
and then sort of switching. Yeah, because if you're going to, yeah, if you're going to, like, make the effort, a lot of times, like, it's harder for them to, like, listen to you speaking their broken language than it is for them to just speak to you in English, but they'll appreciate that you tried. If you're just, like, hi, can I have a burger? Like, it's, like, they're just going to think you're an ignorant American, which they kind of already think we are just all ignorant Americans. So Americans, true. We don't have a good reputation abroad. Yeah. But it's also, like, a, a good exchange. Like, there's a lot of, like, in these cities, there's a lot of, like, young, like, students and stuff. Like, it's an exchange. They want to learn English. So, like, mm-hmm. have a bilingual conversation. Like, you can keep speaking in that host language and, like, they'll respond in English. Yeah. Which is a great practice. When I was in Germany, I ordered um, a pretzel, like, at the train station. And this guy that was, like, standing nearby, like, heard me speaking German. And, like, obviously, like, heard my American accent in German. And, right. um, which I really thought I did a better job at hiding, but I guess not. Um, and he was like, oh, in German, he was like, are you American? And I was like, yeah. And then in English, he was like, where are you from? And blah, blah, blah. So it was cool to like have both of that, um, like both of those languages and that interaction. And it was, he said I spoke good German, so I was happy about that, but it was just American German. So yeah, it's, you win like, some, you lose some. Like even in the big cities, like um, Paris and, like, Rome and stuff that are really anglicized, like, even if you make that effort, you'll get a little bit more respect. And especially, like, if you're in a dangerous situation, like, the pickpocketers or whatever, like, if they sort of hear you speaking the host language, they'll avoid you because most of the time they just want to get tourists. They know that the tourists that don't speak any of the language are going to be the most vulnerable. Or, like, yeah, if you learn, like, like, again the key phrases like not interested or like go away or Mm -hmm. whatever like just knowing those and like having them down Mm -hmm. um I think is a safe move as well yeah and and going back to like the how it's a good learning experience also is that like it's so different learning like a language in America for like an outside language um versus like actually going and like listening like in person like you know it's like completely because you learn like a proper like well, I remember um, all throughout elementary school, because I've been learning French since elementary school, I apparently was speaking, like, French-Canadian. Like, I learned oh. French-Canadian, and then when I got to high school, they were like, oh my god, you're speaking French-Canadian. Oh my god, that's so like, Whoa. crazy. So I didn't know that, and then, um, so, like, my accent stemmed from that. So, yeah. Like, and then I got into more of a French accent yeah that's funny Um, yeah in German we learned like what's called like high German and it's like very proper and like you wouldn't speak it like that colloquially like right it's just so different because um like different like in America like we we have accents like a southern accent or like a Texan accent um other countries have that too and like I remember noticing it in France when I was going to these different Mm -hmm. cities like I could understand some and not others and my host mom was, like, actually, because, like, they have, a, like, a south and a north, same sort of thing. Like, my host mom was from the south, born and raised, and my host dad was, like, from Paris. So, like, they would always, like, um, make fun of each other and, like, their accents. Just like we would do here. It's really funny. Um, um, yeah, Germany has that, different too. Different words, different slang. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and then I, like, experience, even if you're going to, like, an English-speaking country. Right. Sometimes that can even be, like, a little difficult. So, like, I think, like, like England, like, that British dialect... Would you call it a British dialect? I don't even Clean know. British? I don't really know. Yes. But the, the the accent that they have 
in England is obviously like pretty clear and like we can understand it. And then there's like well, Ireland because there's also like because. Oh, that's There's a true. London accent and a oh, yeah. Cockney accent. That's true. Two completely okay, so the ones you hear on TV, I feel <laughs> like that's probably the London accent. Yeah. And that's pretty clear for us. But like, so I went to Ireland and um, that was like a little difficult sometimes. Some people were, it was like very clear Irish accent, but I'm sure like the different areas of Ireland have different like accents. So like I had this one taxi driver and he like loved America and he was going on and on and I had no idea what he was saying because I could not understand his accent. It was crazy. That's insane. Um, but speaking of the UK and British accents, we just want to give a quick shout out to our British friend, Mike Burton. He is a fellow podcaster. His yes. podcast is called Genuine Chit Chat with Mike Burton, where he has honest conversations with interesting people. So every week he talks about different topics with guests that he brings on. So he'll talk politics or social or movies or science like the whole spectrum which is great with people that are like professionals or like experts in that field in yeah field like authors musicians doctors whatever yeah it's really awesome and we just listened to um one of his more recent episodes it was about healthy eating the power of advertising and psychology um, with the with Dr. Glenn Livingston, who is the author of Never Binge Again. So really interesting, really good information, but put in a way that's very casual um, and raw. And yeah, like... it's, 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 it's fun. It's kind of like ours where we just like talk about different topics, but he has guests. Yeah, but he has guests, <laughs> um, which, which we would cool. love. <laughs> um, just a varying, varying opinions, which is also really cool. So make sure you check him out. His podcast is available on Spotify and all the other podcasting platforms, um, as well as social media. Yeah. Again, genuine Chit Chat with yeah. Mike Burton. Genuine Chit Chat. So if you like podcasts that are like conversation based, which I personally do. If you like do. genuine and you like Chit Chat. Yeah, if you like genuine Chit Chat <laughs> and you want to learn something new, that's what I love is that like the topics are so varying that like you can learn like anything um so it's really cool also he has a british accent which who doesn't want to listen to that like i love that it's always just so fun to listen to other people's accents yeah like a southern accent in america i love it i know i feel like i have such a boring accent i want to know if other people find american accents interesting probably not yeah probably not but like hey if you're they can, like, impersonate an American accent. Yeah, but it always sounds I, stupid. Like, I they know, make us sound dumb. But it's, it's so interesting because, like, that's, like, what our accent is. And, like, yeah. we wouldn't... Like, it sounds well, weird to Well, if we do us. a French accent or a British accent or a German accent, like, it's dumb to them. That's true. My British accent is terrible. Oh, my God. So, it's so interesting to think about. Yeah. Um, but you wrote on the notes about traveling like male versus female like yeah feeling scared and or like danger and like fear um what what, what? did you have any like experiences well or? okay so just given the fact that our whole premise is the male versus female thing i wanted to add a touch of that in this episode and i know that there are a lot of differences between men traveling and women traveling um and i think the biggest one is that for a woman to travel alone it's definitely a much bigger risk and definitely not as encouraged. Um, 
I know, like, a few people that, like, we know from school and stuff that have, like, girls that have gone and traveled alone. And it, I, you know, it's hard to not be, like, they're crazy for doing that. It's hard to not think that way because I feel like it can be really dangerous for women, especially in countries that treat women differently than they're treated in the U.S. I mean, right. it's dangerous to travel by yourself in the U.S. It's, well, you know. Yeah, it was because they warned us about this, like, before we went abroad to France. Like, we had a big group that was going big by that, I mean, seven people oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> from my school. And, like, they said, like, a, like um, no means something completely different in, like, yeah. fr- in France. Like, guys will, like, still pursue you if you say no. And, like, mm-hmm. you have to be, like, firm and, like, strict about it and, like, show disinterest. Because mm-hmm. they sort of, like, or, like, this is probably a lot of different cultures. Like, they like the sort of game of hard to get like yeah and in a culture you know it might be completely normal for a girl to say no but actually kind of like it be part of the game so it's not like it's not necessarily saying that like the guy who's being persistent is being a creep but that he's just used to that right um yeah that's what they sort of warned us about is like you're and like in france like you're automatically in a relationship if you say hi to the opposite sex (laughs) So, it's just, like, interesting. Yeah, um, and I think as a woman, too, like, I know that there's a lot of human trafficking in the U.S., but it's not as pronounced here as it is in, in, I think over in Europe, just because everything, the countries are smaller and more connected, um, there's this more pronounced, like, network, and you just hear about it more over there, um, of the sex trafficking, and it's just always something that's at the back of your mind when you're abroad. Well, it's Um, also just, like, in some places, just more acceptable, like the red light district in Amsterdam. Yeah, like, that's what I've heard. They're like, that's like their career, and like they're happy with it, and like yeah. they'll get mad at you if you like gawk and like be a tourist yeah. about it. Because, like, for those of you who aren't familiar with the red light district, it's like a prostitution district in mm-hmm. Amsterdam. And is have, prostitution legalized in the yeah. Netherlands? Yeah. Um, so they have women and then like, um, cross dressers, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, in storefronts, like, in front of windows, dancing, trying to entice people in, because, like, that's how they make a living, like, that's their culture, and, like, they, like, nobody has a problem with it. Yeah, Um, whereas here we do. Right, but if you're a tourist, and, like, you're shocked by this, and people are, like, watching it, like, they'll get mad at you, like... Yeah, but I think that, like, in in cultures that are accepting of, like, sex work, I think that that is safer, because, like, right. what I'm getting at is, like, getting taken into, you know, right. like, the movie Taken, yeah. literally getting pulled into this world because it's it's illegal and they have to get what they get and acquire, you know, people right. the way they do. So, um, which is, I mean, that's kind of what happens in America. I listen to a whole podcast. I always listen to podcasts. I listen to a whole podcast about the human trafficking in America because it's way more pronounced and it's way more um, prevalent than we think it is. So, um but it, again, it it comes down to essentially like conning and and taking advantage of women, um, and getting them into these dangerous situations. It's it's not usually just a choice for women. There are women that choose to like be a stripper and you know do yeah. that. But but because it's it's not accepted in our culture, it's often f- done by use of force and, and right. coercion and stuff. So. But as far as being safe, like 
you just have to act confident. Like, yes. I think that's the same thing in America as That's well. what I do in New York, um, yes. You just have to act confident and, like, you know what you're doing, even if you're completely lost, don't know the language, whatever. Like, again, fake it till you make it. Yeah. Um, because I think that's, like, why part of the reason, like, guys don't get approached as much is because, like, they look intimidating. Well, yeah, and, like, and would you rather take right. on a guy or a smaller woman? Um, so it's just, like, holding yourself, um, mm-hmm. how you carry yourself um, is important. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, if you, like you, as I mentioned, like, the people in Barcelona, they were all mugged. Like, if you're, sorry, there's, whatever. Leave it. Uh, <laughs> Paul's playing with plastic on the chair that he's yes. sitting on. <laughs> sorry. Um, if you're outwardly, like, being, like, if you're having a night out and, like, you're drinking and whatever, like, you still have to pay attention yeah. to where your surroundings, because that's a lot of times where people are going to sort of take advantage. advantage of you. Yeah. Um, whether it's pickpocketing or, like, taking you. Yeah. Um, so, just, like, always be aware of that and, like, don't be dumb. Don't, like, show your cards. You don't, like, act like you're oblivious. If you need to ask for directions, that's fine. But, like, don't walk around bumbling and, and in awe. Right. And, you know, like, let's... I mean, it's the same thing, like, here in the U.S. Like, when I go to New York City, and I've been to New York City many times, but I'm not a New Yorker. Like, there's still right. a lot of things I don't know, but I never let anyone know that I don't know. Right. Like, on the subway, I, I just figure all my shit out before I get on the subway, and then I get on with confidence so that right. no one takes... This is where you have to get your resting bitch face and Hell yeah. put it on. Hell yeah. Times 10. That's what I do. I literally um, have, like, stink like face the, in New York. On, especially, like, on the metro, especially in Europe, like, don't look like you're just standing there having a nice leisure ride to yeah. the next stop. Like, you have places to Yeah, go. or, like, frantically checking your Google Maps and, like, yeah. all that. Like, like, do that in a more private place when you get off the... Or if you're lost, like... Yeah. Um, and it's probably, like, bad to say, but, like, don't necessarily confide in everybody. Yeah. Like, you, ha- you really have to be, like, um, careful with who you choose to, like, ask for directions yeah. for. Yeah, well, that's, like, the whole premise of, like taken like does yeah. she get someone drives her home like drives her to their apartment that they're staying in yeah. and like then they break in and take her so that's a movie also but not to ignore that like issues like that do happen occasionally so just always be aware of your surroundings and just common sense and street smarts are so important and but, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mean, like, as far as the gender thing goes like I was with a group of guys in Paris when we were pickpocketed. Yeah, no. So, like, it's... You were with your boyfriend when the roses. Yeah. Like, it wasn't... It happens to... I just feel like there's a greater stigma, like, that it's not okay for women to go travel by themselves. There's more fear placed for women, like, given to women. Like, you have to be afraid. I think it just depends on how confident you personally are. Oh, of course. I know girls that go and they kill it. And, like, it's fine. I'm not saying it's the reality. I'm just saying that, like, in theory, that's how it is. Right. You know? Um, and I feel like as a woman, naturally, we end up taking more precautions anyway. Right. Like, okay, I went to the mall. Like, we live, like, 30 minutes from the mall because we live in, like, the middle of nowhere. Not really, but we just live in, like, a small town. And um, I went to the mall, and I parked very close to the entrance. I, like, remembered where I parked, blah, blah, blah. And I came out, and there was a van parked next to me. And I literally, I stopped, and I was like, what do I do? Because I've been taught if a van parks next to you, you don't get in your car. You go find a police officer. Because they could easily pull you in 
to the car when you're trying yeah. to get in. Yeah, I know. Isn't it scary? That isn't even something that I learned. Yeah, but I did. <laughs> I did. So I had to like think and I was like, okay, do I go in and I get a police officer? But I was like, okay, it's on my passenger side door. It's not one of the like rolling vans where they can roll the door open and pull you in. So I was like, and the guy was like on his phone and like smoking a cigarette. So I was, and it was like a utility van. Busy. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go as fast as I can get in the car, lock the car, turn the car on and go. And I did. And I was fine. But like, it was something that I had to think about, you know, and I was scared for a minute and I'm literally in a place that I've been a million times in my own state, in my own country with my own language. So, you know, I just feel like women end up having to naturally just take more precautions. So. But it's, again... Yeah, it's the stigma and the, yeah. just the underlying problem. Yeah. But if you're educated, again, it just goes down to being educated. Yeah. If you're educated and, and confident. know what you're doing. Yeah. Just, you'll be you'll, fine. You'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, Traveling's so great. I so. will say, like, one of one of my regrets while I was abroad, I didn't take an alone trip. Like, mm-hmm. but you definitely should. Like, if you're there for a while mm-hmm. and you're going on trips every weekend anyways, take an alone trip. Even if it's not far. Right. If it's just a different city in the same country or whatever. Um, I had a couple friends that did that. They had a great experience, like, and they acted with confidence. So they, like, made friends mm-hmm. and, like, they went out to bars with mm-hmm. these friends and, like, all this stuff. And they just had a great time because they weren't trying to, like, cater to someone else necessarily or, like, stay, like, American mm-hmm. eyes. That's not a word, but, like... Stay with your fellow Americans. Circle. Yeah, no, it's so good um, to branch out and learn because, like, traveling is how like, you learn. I knew someone that literally just, like, escaped to an island for, like, four days. That's amazing. And I was, like, they just, like, read a book and, like, drank a bottle of wine on a beach. And I was, like, that sounds great. It's amazing. So taking a lone trip... Um, we're at the point in our lives, well, yeah, a lot of people we know are, like, backpacking yeah. by themselves. I, like, want to, but I'm too the poor. Loose, the loose term of backpacking. Yeah, yeah, it's not necessarily backpacking. Traveling with luxury. Yeah, but. yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, all in all, like, never be afraid to travel because, like, again, there's so many things to be afraid of, and if you live your life just trying to avoid all these things, you're never going to do anything. You're going to be like SpongeBob in the episode where he just stays inside the whole time, and that's <laughs> no fun. So traveling is really um, such an amazing experience. It's so good. I love it. I can't wait to do more. So with that, I just wanted to, to see if you had any travel goals or dreams or upcoming trips just to end it on, like, a more positive. I mean, I wish. But no. not especially, like, I have... We have places, goals and dreams, right? right? I have places <laughs> I want to go. Um, one of the first on the list is Santorini, Greece. Oh, me too! Um, <laughs> I just would love to go there. And then I didn't get to do, like, I hit a lot of the touristy towns in Europe, but mm. I didn't get to go to London or oh, yeah, Dublin. Yeah, I went to London. Um, Dublin's even, great. like, Germany. Um, I didn't get to experience that, so... Yeah, I um. So I'm like hopefully doing a trip in June to Sweden again. My dad is like playing the same festival that he played when I went two years ago, and um, I like really want to go back for that and then go to Stockholm because I like I only went to this like remote area of Sweden. Um, I didn't see like any big cities or anything. Um, I drove like by Malmo, but that was it. So I want to go and do Stockholm. I'm Swedish, so I want to like experience that, and I have family there, and I want to like see my family. Um, and then of course like. I want to just go everywhere. Like, that's yeah. my travel goals. I think like, it's good because I had this mindset when I was abroad that, like, 
go to like the popular cities and stuff now because you probably like you won't really or like random cities that you wouldn't think of going to like mm-hmm. i wouldn't think of going to prague or budapest mm-hmm. but like go while you're there because one it's cheaper and two like when are you going to do this again yeah um, and i feel like from so the like, u.s i'm content with not ever going back there yeah but I'm glad that I saw it. Like, yeah. Just go to these random places that people don't really talk about. Or like Lisbon. I knew people that went to Lisbon. Portugal's supposed to yeah. be really great. Yeah. Just like random little, not little, but like not not Paris, not Rome. Not yeah, Rome, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and you get so much, I think, more out of the areas that aren't as touristy. It's so much more real. If you're in, If you want to do a touristy thing, be my guest. But if you're into like really learning about the culture and, like, the place. Like, going oh, yeah. to these smaller areas. Like going to these, like, Prague and Budapest. Like, mm-hmm. they're both big cities, and, like, they have their tourist spots, but, like, it just felt more real because they weren't anglicized at all. Yeah. Like, you had to, like, rough it language-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just yeah more real. Yeah. Not a fantasy land. Yes. Yeah, it can sometimes feel like a fantasy land. Extended America. Yeah. Not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan. Um, anyway, cool. So that's travel. Sorry this is long-winded, but I figured it's interesting and we had so much to say. Well, yeah, so. so many things to talk yeah. about. Yeah, who doesn't like to talk about travel? Travel's awesome. So, okay, cool. Let's move into our segments and then we'll wrap this up. So, Let's do it. Food for thought. Um, you I, went to Moe's. I went to Moe's. <laughs> that's it. She went to Moe's. Like, went... Jared. He went to Jared. She went to Moe's. <laughs> Yeah, I went to Moe's um, with my family. It was great. I love Moe's. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you've listened to this podcast, you know that Katie loves Moe's. I love Moe's. Um, anyway, yep, cool. Yours? <laughs> I'm, by the time you're listening to this, I will have made my Christmas cookies. Ooh. I want to start a tradition. I mentioned this in our last episode that I don't have very many holiday traditions, yes. so I'm starting them now that I'm an adult. <laughs> And I want to make big batches of Christmas cookies, so I did that. I made all different kinds. Can and we do them? Can, and it's great. I was gonna say, can we do like a cookie swap? Like I'll make some batches. Yes. And, okay, cool. I was already planning. Have you like have you ever been to a cookie swap? No. Oh my god, we used to do them at my school. Everyone brings in one type of cookie, and then everyone puts it out on the table. Yeah, or two of each, mm-hmm. uh, and you fill up like a bag, and then you take them home. You have all these different cookies. It's the best thing ever. Super underrated. I had a friend in college that would make like 10 or more different cookies with their family when they went home on Thanksgiving yeah. break and then she'd always bring them back and I would just eat all of them. I have plans to do a lot of baking once um, finals are over. So what kind of cookies are you making quickly? <laughs> no, there is a surprise. Oh, it's a surprise. Okay, never so, mind. Because we're gifting them. Okay, cool. Um, is it you and your family or just you? I'm going to rope my family into it. My dad will probably just, like, end up being on the couch. My mom That's... will be like, you're making a mess. Okay. <laughs> but I want it to be sort of a family thing. Okay. We're also, like, not doing the whole, like, from scratch business because that's a whole Sometimes lot it's a lot, it. yeah. Um, I made... So I'm starting my tradition easy, and then maybe down the road I'll yeah. start making it from scratch. But for now, it's mixed. My Thanksgiving morning, <laughs> by 11 a.m., I made three loaves of bread from scratch, and it was like, I felt, I was like, I am Betty Crocker. <laughs> like, she is me, here I am. Like, I felt really great about myself, and it was really good. So, um, anyway. That's the food. That's the food. Now on to the tea. So, um, oh, I have all the tea today. I forgot that I wrote all this tea. So, um, Nick <laughs> Jonas and his fiance Priyanka, I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, so when we're recording this, they haven't been married yet, but once this is out, they've got married in India, December 1st. 
um, apparently it was like a multi-day thing. Like there's a pre-wedding ceremony, a post-wedding ceremony, and they Is did... Is it like an Indian wedding? They did one Indian one and one Christian one. Oh, cool. But it's in various cities in India, which is very interesting. So congratulations to them, even though, like, I low-key really thought I was going to marry Nick Jonas when I, I was a child. I think that's, that's another relationship that I just, like, don't It's kind of don't strange. Like, yeah. happy for them, but, like... It kind of makes me feel strange. weird. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, congratulations. And then the more interesting tea is that Amanda Bynes is back... I so, didn't see this. I didn't know this. Uh, this is new tea to me. Yes, I'm brewing the tea. So, um... Not only is she Betty Crocker. I'm also Lipton. <laughs> Here I am. So, um, anyway. So, Amanda Bynes, we all know, um, she was our child, Nickelodeon child star. She was pretty quiet for a while. Then she went off, really off the rails for a while. She wore, like, a weird wig. And she tweeted all these very strange things. Um, and then she kind of, like, went off like off the um off the radar for another amount of time but she is back she is on the cover of paper magazine i think it's coming out in december so like this month and um there's an interview in there i actually read the interview and it was like very i like really enjoyed reading it so right has she been she she i think no i don't think she went to rehab but she like worked on herself because she was addicted to drugs she launched channing tatum's career yeah well let me get to that i'm sorry i'm just reading the notes so she was like highly that's that's our clickbait (laughs) true um she was highly addicted to adderall she did. She says that she didn't do like heroin or meth or anything, but she tried cocaine, but it wasn't her drug. She did Adderall. She was always high on Adderall, and she smoked a lot of marijuana. So she was, like, she said that it really, really affected her negatively, like in her brain, and it like tweaked her, and that's why she said so many weird things on Twitter, and she like ruined a lot of relationships. And she said that she took like several years to like get back on track and like figure her life out, and like she had a lot of support from her family to get better. And she's in a much better place now. She goes to FITM and she's studying, I forget what it was, something like creative product development or something like that. She Fashion wa- Institute. of Oh, sorry. Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. Sorry, I said FITM. Um, no, LA. Huh. FITM is the one in LA. FIT is the one in New York City. Um, so yeah, she goes there. She says she really enjoys it. Apparently from sources at the school, everyone loves her. Like she made close friends. The professors think she's a great student. So good for you, Amanda. Is she just going to like launch... She fashion? wants to do a fashion is she line. Becoming the Olsen twins. She wants to do a fashion line, but she wants to get back into acting first. She did say she wants to get back into acting, but she's going to be more like genuine and and she wants to do all different types of roles and not just try for one certain role. She had a lot of like body issues and self image issues stemming from acting, so like she's taking like it slowly and everything and trying to do roles that she really cares about. She also mentioned that she essentially launched Channing Tatum's career. As you may know, he was in um, She's the Man with her. And apparently they weren't going to hire him. They weren't going to cast him, I mean, because he looked too old. But she was like... Well, she is he older? Like, much older? Yeah, and he, like, looks old. He does look For old. the role, because he was supposed to be playing, Sorry, like, a... Man. He was... I think he's very attractive. He is but... old. Yeah, he might be. Anyway, he was supposed to be playing like a high schooler, I think, or a college student. I don't know. So she fought for him. I haven't actually seen She's the Man, but... um, She fought for him and said that girls are going to love him, and um, they cast him, and that launched his career, essentially. Was he on on 21 Jump Street after that? No, um, the dancing one. 
where he met his ex-wife. Step up. Step up. Yeah. So anyway, and she's been sober now for four years. So congratulations, Amanda. Welcome back, I guess. Yeah, I'm happy for her. I well, love a good comeback. Interesting to see what we'll get from her. Yeah. Whether it's a new shirt or some new movies. New movies? I'd be fine with either. So, <laughs> nice. So that's the tea for today. and um, It's been brewed and sipped and spilled. Yep. And now we must go because we've been talking way too long. Yes. So, thank you for listening. We wish you the best in all of your holiday travels if you are traveling this holiday. You'll hear us one more time before Christmas. True, so yeah. Listen cool. to us next week. Make sure you check out our Instagram at xypodcast and email us anything, anything. We really mean anything. Well, mm. Any, honestly, anything. <laughs> at I'm this desperate point. for some sort of... Just, interaction just want a notification xypodcast at yahoo.com thank you to anybody that has reached out to us already which is no one so thanks to no one a few people okay anyway <laughs> goodbye guys okay bye